The Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group. Right, okay. Welcome to episode five, I think, of the Glory Game. Um, the Spares podcast brought to you by the official Hull Spares supporters group. Um, today we've got with us uh, Joe O'Donnell. Now then. Uh, we've got Simon Winter. Now then. And we've got Pete Thompson. Hello. How are we all doing, fellas? Well, better than can be expected. Today is going to be a, a tough one, I, I should imagine. Um, yeah. So, just to recap, after the week that we've had, we got we got beat by uh, the Woolwich Wanderers two mm. one, which was a which was a bit of a shitter. And then to, to further that, we got knocked out of the uh, Europa League by Dynamo Zagreb three 0 on the night. Um, there's going to be a lot to pick through, so I guess let's just start the Arsenal game. And um, Joe, tell, tell, tell us what you thought about the Arsenal game. Where was the passion? That, that's, that's my only... Where the hell was the passion? You know, like... like I, I know it gets slated a lot, not just here, but like around the, kind of like the, the Spurs fandom. But the only player I can pick out that showed any kind of heart or desire was the player that got sent off. You know, he, he wore time and time again, don't get me wrong, like, like he, he wears his heart on his sleeve, but Lamella, like, he was the only player to me that stood out. You know, and in a, a game like them lot, what, <laughs> you, you need that passion. You need that desire to go and, even if it is just a, a nick, nick the game at the death sort of goal, you need players like that to show up. And it's just we didn't have enough of them. That's the only way I can des- describe the Arsenal game. It's just a deflating performance. I think that's the only way I can say it. It, it was shocking. It was shocking. I, I was uh, I was lucky enough not to have to be subjected to the full game. I had to go. Uh, I had I had think I had to go drop my missus off at work. But yeah. Um, as Joe says, the only player on the pitch seemed to be Lamella, who had the passion to go out there. And I, I, I know, obviously, Joe mentioned as well that he, Lamella does get slated by a lot of our flam, uh, a lot of our fans. But that was his, his first red card for us. <laughs> it just goes to show he's, you know, is is. I think he's a decent player, but he does have little niggles, but he never takes it too far. I think he was, uh, from what I've seen, I think he was a bit hard done by. For a red. Yeah. Simon, what do you think to the Arsenal game? Well, it's a derby match. I mean, we all come from all and we know what the rugby league derby match is like. Everybody is up for it. And the one, like Joe's just mentioned, um, Lamella, he was the only one who was just sort of like, just picked himself up and thought, I haven't any of this. I'm, I'm doing it. And obviously it's cost him a red card, but the rest of the team, why couldn't we get ourselves up for it? We needed a captain in there to say, look, this is the biggest game of the season. If you're not up for it, there's the door. Instead of walking around the pitch, moping and that, raise the game. Yeah, I just want to... Paul, won't we? I, I, I just want to... Um, like, the, the Amazon documentary, one of the, the first things Mourinho said was that we're, we're too nice. And I, I think we're too nice to each other at times as well. It's like, oh, no, you can have the ball. No, you can have the ball. It's just like, no, someone tell them, right, I want the ball and I want it there. 
You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's the way our team should be. But we're not. We're too nice to each other. We're we're too like a group of 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 mates and not a football team. And you need that kind of togetherness, like that mentality of that you are mates. But when it comes to being on the pitch, you do need someone to say, right, actually, I want that ball there. You should have done that better. You know, like Hoiberg showed it. I don't know how many times this season. We know he's got that potential to be that that bossy arrogant knows what needs to be done roll your sleeves up and 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 like sort of attitude but i just he had a shocker though didn't he yeah, yeah i, he I just his best game, best game. Seen play. he won his best game but i mean just jumping out a bit to thursday night's game and what was said afterwards um obviously uh larice came out and said some very interesting things which i think i don't think the team are Friendly, I think the, there is a lack of togetherness, like what we had under under Pochettino. I think there was a togetherness there, and um, Hugo did say that in, in as many words. But he's, he's come up and said that it's not there. I think there's definitely a divide, and I think it stems from mm. the ones who aren't getting in the team. I yeah. think you can see the body language of people like Winks, Ali. Um, I'd say Vinicius, but. No, no, because he's been all right, actually. But when they get subbed off, even Dembele sometimes, even when they get subbed off, you can just see in the body language, you're like, why am I getting subbed off? You know, I'm better than, bigger than this team. And and the, and sadly for them, they're absolutely not because they've been awful for too long now. And I, I think just, that's half the problem. I would say about Dembele, though, I'd take that one. When he gets subbed off, he does look sort of like, you know, his, his head's down and he's sort of walking off. But I think it's just because he's absolutely shattered. Because some of the games that he plays, he's, I mean, how many fouls does he take in a, in a yeah. you know, in a game? Do you know, just from, and he's got such a low centre of gravity. He's always low. And it takes a lot of energy to do that. So I think he's just shattered. I think that's why he walks off like that most of the time when he's subbed. But um, yeah, everybody else, I mean, you know, winks and come, getting subbed off. On Thursday, yeah, he, he, he had it on his face, didn't he? Uh, where he, he wasn't happy. And to be fair, I d- he didn't have a. I like Winks. I like Winks as a player. Uh, I think it, it, we've, we've not seen his full potential, I don't think. I don't think we play him in the right position. But still, that attitude needs to not be there. I think it's just growing more frustration from them sort of fringe players. Um, yeah. And it's showing, it's showing more. I think so. I think if we just if I can just talk about the Arsenal game just for a little bit longer. I think for me, what was really glaring, obvious, uh, and what set us apart, and and there's been a trend of this all season, is the energy and the press from Arsenal, the desire to win the ball, the speed at which they did win the ball and closed us down. It just left us in in bits because you, even on Wednesday night, uh, Thursday night, sorry. Our problem all season, I think, has been when teams close us down and, and they play high press and they're fast. You look at the players that just crumble under the stress of that. They, they crumble game after game. And that's what happened with Arsenal. They, they, they wanted the game more. And and whether it's tiredness as well, because we have played a hell of a lot of games this season. Um, so I, I do slightly feel for the team in that respect because... It's not just physically draining to play all in that games, it's mentally draining as well. Um, so whether that's got something to do with it as well, but yeah, the desire was just nowhere near what Arsenal's was. And that's why we lost that game, I think. I don't think it was I don't think it was really because they didn't want to 
beat Arsenal and the passion wasn't there, I just think that we have got no plan against these teams who really take it to us. We, we just crumble. Yeah. You know, against so many teams this season. Brighton did it away to Brighton. They pressed so quick and so hard on us that we haven't got the players who are skillful enough to get out of them situations without making mistakes. I don't know, guys. What well, that's that's the trend I see. What what, what do you think? Because yeah, well, it's also I saw on Sunday against the Arsenal game. Arsenal found it so easy to pinpoint one area of the Spurs mm. defence, <laughs> right back and the right centre defence. Every every attack there went more or less started or ended up there. We'll have all said it before the game. Yeah. We'll have yeah. all said Dorothy, this. Sanchez. When they're on the team sheet, teams are knowing now. Yeah, just have to attack just the ball in that corner on. or play it into the corner. Mm. Yeah. So obvious. He's a poor, he's a, an absolute poor player in my eyes, Doherty. Yeah. 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 Terrible. I mean, I've been giving him the benefit of the doubt this season um, so far. You know, he's he's had some shocking games. He's had some. I think he's had some good games. A couple of or a couple of stints in games where he's looked good. But you know, how it was at Wolves for how long? I think he came through the academy at Wolves, didn't he? Um, and then he's playing a different position to when he was at Wolves, and sometimes that gets does a lot of changes gone through. I think. And so that's why I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just not seeing it. You know, I'm not seeing any sort of desire or improvement. Um, if anything, I think he may well have got worse. Um, however, I will say about uh, Sanchez, I think he's looked brilliant over the last few games. I think he's looked really good. Not, you know, I think still someone to be nervous about, but he's definitely improved. I think from having Toby next to him, I think that's definitely improved him rather than Dyer. You could pinpoint that with, with any of our defence, though. Like You've always got the the inexperienced centre-back. They need somebody to grab him. Like, same with like Hoiberg, but you need somebody to grab him by the scruff of the neck and turn around and say, look, this is what you need to do. You you stay in that position. I've got this side. And we, we don't have somebody who's... Without having your, your, like your, your veteran... Um, we don't have someone to say, do you know what? I can back my ability. I know I'm a good defender. We don't have that. I, I mean, like, we've got Joe Rodon. Like, what? Or, or Jaffet. What? Why not? Why not take a chance on the youngsters? We'd you know, be we... Worse off, would we? We'd be absolutely no worse off than playing them two players. I think Toby's been good. I, I don't think he's put much wrong. Um, it's whether or not he can play the games every game, though. I mean, he's only 31, 32, I think he's just turned. I think that's the issue, though. 37, though, is it? I mean, sure. No. I just he's got a lot of work to do, well, hasn't he? I mean, you know, if you put him in a game where we haven't got if we put Sissoko in the midfield in that sort of holding role next to Javier or next to Endombele, our defense has got so much more work to do. Because they've got no support there, really. Mm. You know, it's like we've got several players that just need to go, just leave. I agree with you on Sanchez, though. I think he's he has looked pretty decent. The problem I have with him, though, is he's just still got a mistake that leads to a goal in every game. Every game, there's something that will happen where he'll he'll make a fuck. And the same with Diane. The same with 
Davis and all these players, the cat. It seems like the cat go throughout a game without nervously making a mistake that leads to a goal. Or, I mean, that that fucking penalty against Arsenal. I mean, it shouldn't have been a penalty, but that, you see, I, I feel was, sorry for him in a bit. I feel sorry for him a bit. Where was VAR on that though? Well, because yeah. I think the VAR is actually well. I mean, I know they looked at it and confirmed it was a penalty, but. I mean, he missed it, the ball, and he fell over himself. The um, the ref on, you know, does the ref watch on Sky Sports News? Yeah. He, he said that uh, on the Monday after, he said that because the, basically something along the lines of VAR can't intervene on a decision that's already been made on the pitch. Yeah, something like it, it was. It was something on the lines of that. It, 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 it basically was just like it said, VAR can't overrule what the what the referee has already put down. Yeah, but he couldn't. The VAR can go. Well, I think you really need to go have a look at this on the monitor. Oh, that's what they should be saying. Yeah, I think yeah. It, it seems to have gone from one extreme to the other with VAR because the the beginning of the season it was everywhere and every game there was decisions being made through VAR and things were getting checked and it was taking a long time. And I think it's great that it's not taking as long and they're letting play go on and then taking things back if they need to. But I don't think it's as clear anymore. No. At least at least before you knew there was a check going on. They I did it quite they're, thoroughly. But yeah. they're trying to they're trying to cheat they're trying to make it better as they've introduced it. You know, they're trying to yeah. tweak it as they go along and it always seems to be us who, who just pays for that, you know, with the dire thing, the handball against Newcastle, all these things. And I, I know they were unlucky that it, you know, that, that was a penalty against Newcastle and a penalty against Arsenal, but it's still the same players that it, are unlucky. Do you know what I mean? It's always yeah. the same players who are making them mistakes. And you, you bring Dyer up, and I, I, my opinion of Dyer has changed a lot. Like my opinion on Dyer has changed so much. It, it's gone from do you know he's he's got a decent game in him, he's got a decent game in him to now it's just I don't see I, if I'm being honest, I think he's been riding on the on the Euros or the World Cup he had. You know, I can't remember which one it was that he had where he, he impressed, but I think he's been riding off that ever since. I don't, I don't see what he brings. I don't see what he brings anymore. I've always said that from day one. And how on earth he's got in that England squad? He's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unreal, isn't it? That that the latest English squad that he's in, I, I honestly can't believe it. I think he's the biggest fraud of a footballer. It, it you know what? I, I feel terrible because these are Spurs players, but it's got to the stage now where I, I'm I've absolutely had enough of, this, of some some of these players. I just can't even bear to see him in a spare shirt anymore. And it's the same ones that I've just been banging on about every single podcast, and I'm I can't stand the sight of them any longer. I really can't, and I and I hate to say that. We need a big shakeup. There needs to be, you know. And I think, lead, yeah, leading to the Jose Mourinho out thing. I, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he's covering himself in glory. I don't think he is, but certainly if they get another manager in. It's going to have the same problems with that squad. Yeah, it's um, it's hard to blame. It's I mean, Jose isn't blameless for any of this. I don't think. I think his I think his man management has maybe led to some of the issues. 
um, of what we've got. But also, the players aren't playing. You know, he, he can only do his best and pick the best 11 to start the game for that game. And if they go out there and they don't perform, you know, if you, if you look at any given game, our starting 11, how many out of the 11 would you say go out and play a proper game and try the hardest every single game? I think I could probably pick maybe three players, four players out of a starting 11 that would probably go out and, do, and try their hardest every single game. And that's, that's not good enough. Well, the thing is, even Sun's dropped off now, hasn't he? I mean, a month ago, he was brilliant and he's just sort of like gone downhill now. Just like an average player. I think he's just tired. Yeah, yeah. I think Sun's tired. I think he's had too many games. Yeah. He's five, six games now, he's not looked right. And I think when that you... the injury, the, the injury, I think changed that Arsenal game, actually. Um, but I think it's come at the right time. You know, just before an international break, he's getting a, getting a few games out. He's now not going to be going away with the national team. So he's got a little bit longer rest period. He's going to, you know, hopefully recover and come back a bit fresher. I mean, he, he always looks quite fresh when he comes back from um, from injuries, you know, even little niggles and stuff like that. And I think he's just the kind of player that you can use and keep using and keep using but we've used him too much <laughs> you know it's, yeah, we, it's, we found it we found his limit i mean comparing it to what was it what was it a couple of seasons ago where he was like the most traveled football player on the planet he played with spares in you know in premier league in champions league then he was away with south korea and then he did his national service then he was back and then he played with South Korea again and you know he racked up some miles and he still looked quite fresh after that um, but... I think this Europa League's killed us mm. it's killed yeah. us what, 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 what do you think Joe? oh god <laughs> Europa League where do we even start um, well I, I, first off I, I think I'll go on Mourinho throwing the team under the bus the way he did I'll, I'll start there i do not agree with even though the players are to blame as well. I do not agree with the with going public and saying, do you know what, my team were at fault. I, I, all, all he had to do was it, it, it did the all I apologize to all Tottenham fans, blah blah blah. But that's all it has to be. You don't have to say anything. You know, the, the facts that he I don't know if you read if you've read the social media, but the facts that he didn't speak to any of the Tottenham players after the game and went into the um, the Zagreb changing room and, and congratulated all of them and just didn't even... Did, apparently, they got back to London and still nothing. So, to me, that kind of... <sighs> to be honest, though, Joe, I can't blame him. I just no. cannot blame him for that performance on Wednesday night. I can't blame him for not talking to him. Oh yeah, no, it was a no, disgrace, an absolute disgrace of a. That's one of the worst performances I've ever seen from Spurs. We don't call out, uh, call him out at all, never even very little. But even Harry Kane, what, what was it like? He, he looked like it, it might might be tiredness, but he, he looked like he was just on there for a jolly. Just didn't you know on the pitch jogging, didn't really seem to perform. No pressing at all. No, no? pressing was he. 
the the thing with Kane, I think, and and I think it was highlighted in that game. You know, as I, as I mentioned in a starting eleven, I think there's probably three or four players that look like they'll go out and play a game. Kane's always one of them, and I think in that game, he's just got he's just gone. None of these people care. Yeah. Why? Why? Why am I? He's, he's going. I'm gone in the summer, and I, I honestly can't blame him. If he, if that's if that's how oh, he's gone, and that's his sort of thoughts is, I'm here. I'm trying my absolute hardest to win trophies, to improve our club, to do this, to do that, and I'm surrounded by people that just don't care. I just don't want to play for them. You know, it, it said quite a lot about football, and I always try and hesitate to to say these sort of things because I don't think it's the players' faults how much they get paid, but. They paid a wage to do a job. It's still the job at the end of the day. All right, it's a pretty decent job to have going out and playing football all the time with your mates and that. But the robbing people, you know, if that was me in my job, I'd be gone. Mm. <laughs> and there, it's you know, it, it does get to me. But I think it, that's that's what's got to Kane. I think that's why he didn't look a shadow of the player that he's been this season on Thursday night. I think the team's so handicapped by certain players, though. I really do feel like half of that team, and I said it in a, I think on the group chat and Facebook, I'd sell six of them, them first teamers that that's like that game. I think we're so handicapped by their abilities. I don't think it's from lack of trying. I think it's, I think they're really suffering from confidence, but ultimately they just are not good enough to play in a team that wants to be in the top four. And a Champions League and Cup Finals, they're just not good enough, and they haven't been good enough for years. And I'm willing to give Mourinho the benefit of the doubt because these players have had longer than he has to do it. And if they was going to do it, they'd have done it by now. People like Davis, people like Dyer, Sanchez to a degree, Aurier, who we keep giving chance to, Sissoko, who was an absolute disgrace the other night. I was disgusted with his performance, and Winks. If they was going to do it, they'd have done it by now. And I just think it's time to just get them out because they're, they're rotting the, the team to the core. And 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 it might sound <laughs> might sound a bit um, dramatic, but um, I, I just, I, we will not go anywhere further than what we are now with them players in the team. They're not even good squad players anymore. They're, they're just bad players who, who suffer confidence. I think it's, it's it's there's a number of key areas that we need to improve on in there, but it just goes to show that over the last couple of seasons, we've all been blasting Aurier as being terrible, a terrible player. And now how many of us want him in the squad instead of Dirty? You know what that's, I mean? That's, 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 that's the alternative. That, that, exactly, that is how bad we've got. What's the alternative? Is Doherty... We had Walker and Trippier four seasons ago, or whatever, and mm. the quality that's diminished from from having them type of players to Doherty and Aurier. Aurier last season was one of the worst players I've ever seen. Yet we're all happy that he starts games now, and it, that's you're right, P. That's how far we've we've fallen with some of these players because we oh, haven't I'll, shipped them out. I will I will give Aurier some credit. He has improved this season on last season. He's still got mistakes in him. But I still feel I, I still feel he's better than Doherty, and it, as you say, as I say, that's how bad we've gotten. But I do think he has definitely improved this season. Just a, a quick 
sad question. What about the, the players we've got out on loan? Setting on skip. You know, would you start integrating them back into the first team? I think that's the plan, especially with Skip. Because he's had a fantastic loan at Norwich. They'll love him there. Um, You know, and and he'll come back with a a championship winner's medal, bad looks of things. Mm. He's gone somewhere. He's had a fantastic loan. And that'll give our midfield, you know, he's he's a player very much in the same sort of ilk as what Hoybier is. Do you put them two on the pitch? Our defence will suddenly look better because they've got a lot more support from two good players. Mm. Um, Sessing Young again, you know, Diet, not Diet, Davies will probably get shipped out maybe when Sessing Young comes back. He's had a good loan as well. In uh, He's at Hoffenheim. He's had a good loan. Um, so then we'll have decent left back options. We'll have Regulon or Sessing Young. I think Jack, Jack Clark can play a defender as well, Kai. Or is he is he attacking? Right, isn't he? He's a winger, right isn't he? Yeah, he's a winger. Yeah, right winger. But even I mean, even there, like bring bring Jack Clark up, and you've got like say say we we for some reason we keep Bale or get rid of him. You know, we're gonna have this youngster and Jack Clark who's gonna be there, red pretty much ready. There's, there must be a reason we bought him from Leeds for was it ten million? Mm. Yeah, it was it wasn't a small sum, was it, for a for a youth project as such? Um, I don't think that's our pain point, though, is it? I, to me, if you if you've got someone like I don't know Brighton's back form, put them in our team. Apart from Regulon, we'd be miles better just with Brighton's back four. So do, for me, you've got to ship out them players who were just yeah. look at that third goal the other night that. The third goal that killed us, and he took on about three or four players. Aureus, Soko, um, I think it was Sanchez as well. He ran past all three of them. Yeah, that is See, our I problem. I don't mind somebody beating the first player. You know, that's it's a game of football that he's going to, at some point somebody's going to get past you. You can't be a rock the whole time. So, but I mean. To then go past another two or three players is it, that's when it really hurts, mm. and especially when I watched the replay of that goal a couple of times, and everybody should. Well, I, I hate. I don't. I don't really like singling out people, but Sissoko has just really, really got to me over the last few months. Yeah, last thing, you know, he's just stood there. He stood. He didn't even get close to him. He, he walked. To try and stop him, you're never gonna. I know. You know. I, do you know? I feel bad because it feels like I've got an agenda against these players, and I kind of have in a way. But I, I think to myself, am I the only one who sees this? He's so bad. What does he do? Tell me. Can anyone tell me what he actually does as a, as a midfielder? What What does he do with quality? Still a living. I can't think of anything he does. He looks. He looks like. Um... Whenever he gets the ball, he's scared. You know what he's I mean? This is the frustrating thing. He always like he's got room to turn and run, and maybe bring the ball up up the field a little bit. But it doesn't matter if it doesn't come to anything. At least he's moving the ball up the field and then pass exactly. it. But sometimes you know you'll get Sanchez will pass to him or Dyer or Toby or Hoybiel pass to him, and it's straight back. And then they'll pass to him again. It's like no, it's straight back. Then they'll pass to him again, and it's straight back. And they go right, okay, I'll find somebody else then. And sometimes that then leads to us being in a position where we had a bit of space that was open with Sissoko and 
Javier was in trouble somewhere or something like that. You know, there was players closing other players down. That's why we needed to go that way. And we end up having, you know, misplacing a pass or it gets cut off by an opposition player. And then the through one goal and we've conceded or, you know, come close to conceding. And it's, it, I don't get why it doesn't turn. Enough. It never turns. But then we've got the same problem again, though, because you looked at the game the other night, all our passenger play was started by Sanchez, Dyer, Davis, or Sissoko. These are the these are the players that are, are, are starting the passage of play. Hmm. I mean, when you look at that side, what the hell did we expect when we got Sanchez and Dyer in the back four, and then Winks and Sissoko in middle, and then just terrible fullbacks? There's no reason we didn't. That's the reason why we got beat. I don't. When, I just can't I, see I, why it's all on Mourinho's head. It's these players are not good enough. And the, the, I, I saw a stat that was very, very amazing. I don't know if any of you have seen the same stat, but it was about um, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso. I think it was five minutes after he had come on, he'd completed more forward passes than Winks and Sissoko had completed whilst they'd been yeah. on the pitch together combined. It's embarrassing, isn't it? it, it it's. It just yeah. It's really tough, isn't it? It's really tough, guys. I mean, we've said for weeks, and we ever since we started this podcast um, a couple of months ago, we've said the same thing every episode of what players are letting us down. Realistically, Joe, realistically, Simon, how many of these players are we going to ship out in the summer? Or is the manager going to go first? What What do you predict it's, is going to happen? It's not a case of how many we're going to ship out. It's how many can we ship out? Who's going to buy them? And for what price? We're going to have to make a lot of losses to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And let, let's let's be completely honest, Le- Levy's not going to do that. I know, that's the problem. In reality, though, there was only really Sanchez who cost us money, wasn't it? Well, Ori as well, I guess. But um, I don't think it was 30 million. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he signed a five-year deal not too long ago, didn't he, as well? So. Yeah. Uh, do you think it? Do you think it's kind of links then? This, this, and I, and I mentioned it a few podcasts ago. But the very fact that Jose probably does want these players out at the end of the season, they're comfortable because they've been here for years. So they're probably thinking, "Well, I don't want to go out. I'd rather the manager get sacked. So I'm going to try and get him sacked." Do you think that has something to do with it? Comfort. We've got state-of-the-art training facilities. We've got a brand new stadium. They're getting well pampered and looked after. Comfort. Cost, cost of thinking that you know it, it's with everything that's going on in the world it is it unfortunately it's a dog eat dog world and you know well I, it's the case of well I, I can save my job if we get rid of you sort of thing you know it's it's you know you, you look at some of these players what like you say your diet your circles your wings they're probably like after us they're probably never going to see the, the state of the art sort of facilities and, and the sort of standard of football that, that we're expecting ever again. Yeah, so, yeah, 100%. who's going to sign these players? Probably championship teams getting promoted. I don't think, don't think champ- I think the level of wages they're on, I don't think championship would be able to afford. We'd have to ship them out to some foreign leagues where they've not really seen them because there's no English club paying. 30, 40 million for Dyer. But he doesn't owe us that much. 
Dyer's yeah, probably it, an easy. It Dyer's probably an easy one to get to to ship out. Everton. Winks I again. Think Ali would be. Ali would be good one to ship out. I'd get rid of him. I think. I think we missed. We missed an opportunity in the winter, uh, in January, not sending him to PSG. I think. I. I still think Ali's got it. Genuinely think Ali's still got it. I think his attitude's maybe the issue, and I think the environment that he's in is the issue. Well, Ali's only, only a couple months younger than me, and it's like, you know, for somebody who's, what, probably been playing football all his life, and someone that young to make the... When did he, how old was he when he joined us? Was he 17, 18? I think he was 18, wasn't he? Yeah, like like for for somebody going from a, a humble league like League One all the way to starting pr- Premier League games and, and you know scoring left, right, and centre, he, he's going to have that um, Wonder Boy sort of Premier League darling sort of attitude, isn't he? Like like and in a way, it's not that you can't blame him, but when you when you're in that kind of bubble, I suppose, like and you're riding high all this time, how can you not? You know, it's you're you're a young man, the best at like one of the best at his craft at times, and how can you not have the ego the size size of ten houses? You know, and it's it, I'm not blaming like him for that, but at the same time, it's no excuse. You know, like he he, he should have taken this verbal beat, uh, public verbal uh, beating that he got from from Jose and. It's gone. I think it's gone the way that a lot of us expected it to. You know, is 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 sulked and, and you know, like even was it? I can't remember who pointed it out, but it, it might have been Poch. But even Poch said that he's a he's a lazy trainer. So if, like, you can tell that he doesn't like training. He'd rather just go out and and do the the thing on the pitch. You know, do do the job on the pitch. So then like. And you know what yours is like. He's all about training. You know, if if you don't put your all into training, then you're not getting you're not getting into the team. Which application, isn't it? Oh yeah, an effort, which is what we what we're struggling with. It's just, I, I think we did miss the trick. We send even if we sent him on alone, you know, send him to PSG, send him back to Poch, you know, give him that kind of. I don't want to say Molly coddling, but give him that kind of. Give him what he wants. You know, he, he didn't want to be here. Give him what he wants. Send him out on loan and bring him back. And if his attitude hasn't changed in, in the six months that he was away, then you get rid of him permanently. Which would, which I think would still be easy to get rid of uh, Deli Ali. I, I do. I, I think yeah, there will be people willing. To, yeah, it, there's people willing to pay money for him. I mean, PSG wanted to buy him. You know, not just learn him. They wanted to buy him, so I think there's definitely people out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the the ones I'm struggling with is where the hell do you sell Sissoko? You know, <laughs> where who's going to buy him? Do, I mean, do, do, as I said before at the start, that if I have to see another season with Sissoko and Dyer and Aurier and Davis playing, I I, I just don't think I can handle it. Because I've said for years that these players aren't good enough. I just—that's why I don't really want to get a new manager in at the moment. Because I, I just—I think that'd be a waste of money as well. You—you you imagine getting Nagelsmann in or Nagelsmann, however you pronounce it, yeah. um, which I think Joe, you've said that the, there's 
been some links to there. Is that right? Yeah, um, I read on Twitter that by the sounds of it, in some form or another, we're on about getting rid of Jose in some regardless. It, the, the Carabao Cup's not going to save him. It's going to be a top four finish uh, or, you know, or, or he's gone. Um, we, need, we need Champions League, don't we? At the yeah. end of the day, that's it. We need Champions League. We, we need we've... Champions League players then. It's as simple as that. Yeah. We need Champions League players or, or players to get us there. Sorry, Joe. Uh, I, I, I was just going to back Pete up a little bit. We've got a Champions League final quality stadium. Uh, we haven't got the players nor the the, the prestige at the minute to, to play on these sorts of stages. You know, we, we've not... <laughs> Let's be realistic. With the performances we're putting out at the minute, because you imagine, could you imagine those teams uh, playing out against Real Madrid, Dortmund, Munich? We'd be annihilated. Yeah, be yeah, it would be an absolute embarrassment. I mean, let, let's be fair. We have a, a semi-decent team player Munich and we got embarrassed. Mm. You know. I just, yeah, for me, it sounds doom and gloom. I think it's, I think it really is the defensive part of that squad that is really bringing us down. And I, I just can't see what a new manager would do. I, I don't think any other manager would do a better job with these players. I really don't. I think it's going to take Mr. Levy in particular, him to kind of, I, I don't know, to. It, it's going to take him to bite his tongue and say, and you know, if we do bring Nagelsmann in as an example, to say, do you know what? Checkbook's there, all yours. You know, your squad, you do what, what you want with it. And then have have the manager take control, total control of the squad. But then even then, like I said, who's who's going to sign these players that we want rid of? Look at look at his team that he's had for Leipzig the last couple of years. The young, fit players who can press. Look when we played them last season, Champions League. They pressed and pressed and pressed us because of the fitness levels. That's what Poch did. He had younger players then. We haven't got the players who can press now because they're all that little bit older. They're all slower. Um, you know, Sissoko pressing. <laughs> You've never seen it. Or... Dyer, I mean, look at Dyer. He comes out and presses and just gets it all wrong all the time. He, he, he either commits a foul. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of saying the same thing. But also, just to lead on from that, I'm, I'm kind of sick of thinking about Spurs, if I'm honest. I've tried, after that game the other night, I've tried to think, look, it's just a game. It's one of them games that will go down in history as a terrible night. But I'm not going to try and let it affect me because it's just... It, this season has been terrible. It's just up and down, up and down. And it's kind of rolling lockdown, feeling shit anyway. It's just making me feel terrible watching that team. Just the quality I mean, of the players. To, to, to make it, I mean, the, the, the first thing I said to my missus um, after after Thursday night's game was, now I know Ajax fans feel... You know what I mean? At least they win stuff though, Pete. They, at least yeah, they win stuff every now and again. <laughs> no. But after that, I mean, I can imagine them feeling like this after that Champions League exit. Um, I mean, I know it wasn't as nailed on for them, but yeah, it's tough. It's anyway, gonna, anyway <laughs> let's say uh, we're gonna we're, we're obviously we don't want to speak about that game um, any longer because it was depressing. So it was the Arsenal game. So let's move on to the uh, the, the members' questions. Then we've got Joe. Uh, this is your first podcast that you've been on. Um, yeah. I think Sam's got some questions for you. Get to yeah. know you a bit better. 
Right then, Joe, your name and your age. Uh, Joe O'Donnell, and I'm 24. And how long have you sported spares? Oh, I'd say 20 years now. And why spares? My dad, uh, like, easy enough. It was drilled into me from a very early age that Tottenham were going to be my team, and that's the way it's been ever since. And your favourite player ever? Oh, um... Oh. I don't know if that includes spares or <laughs> any other player. Well, my, my favourite ever player has got to be Robbie Keane. Just, I grew up when he, like, when he, my first game was his debut. And I just, I just love the bloke. I've just never not, every, every time he does pundits for Sky now, or you see his face pop up on whatever, it just, my face lights up because it just, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of boyhood clubs, didn't he, Keegan? Oh, yeah. Every club I think he joined, he said there was his boyhood, um, boyhood club. Even LA Galaxy. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> right, we've got your favourite current player, which would be quite hard. <laughs> um, Gareth Bell. Right, and your best spares memory beyond the Champions League run? Um... Again, I'll have to go with my, my first Spurs game. It was Spurs, Everton, and we won 4-3. It was a, um, a Robbie Keane hat-trick. That's great. Right. That's all the answered. Lovely. Thanks for that. Right. Are we moving on to the questions on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Or is that for later on? Um, yeah, let's do, let's do the questions now. And then uh, are we doing uh, an update on the Predictions League? Yeah, um, I'll do. Yeah, we can do a well. Yeah, we can do a prediction league up there after the question. Okay, let's do that then. Right, we've got a question from Carl Hoston. Yeah, will Loris be dropped for Villa after his telling all? And how divided the team is with his interview. And will he become the next one? Josie turns on. I don't. I don't think he will. Mm. It's a tough one to call that. I, I, I don't know how you can, if, if you ask me. Is the club captain? You drop the club captain. What does that say to everybody else in the team? Yeah. You know, we're, we're already deflated. What what else, you know, what does it say that you drop the club captain? I think if, if, he, if he dropped him, if you drop a club captain, I think it gives everybody else a kick up the ass. However, he wouldn't be dropping him for the way that he's been playing it'd be dropping him for something he's said, which yeah. I don't think would galvanise the team. So uh, I don't think he will do it, to be fair. I think he'll play against Villa. That'd be the worst thing to do to feel the media as well, because that'll just feel the media of running stories that he's lost the dressing room. So I, I, I can't see why he would do that. No. I don't think he deserves to do that as well. I, I think Boris is perfectly um, inclined to, to say them things. I think any other any other players would have said that. To be fair, if they would have been interviewed after the game. Yeah. Right. Um, the next question I pinched off one of another Tottenham Facebook pages. Is Kane the problem, and the reason? What stand up? It won't stay up front, so defenses never need to sit back. Commands set pieces, and he shit at them. Won't play a simple ball when needed. His effect is having. Are the best effects on the squad at all times. I think he needs the manager to kick his balls 
to bring him in line and get the best out of him up front instead of all over the pitch. Which I thought about that, and it's actually right. Yeah, King's going all over the pitch. I mean, if, if he's in your space, in your position, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Why are you here? Go up front. So when it comes to, like, yeah. say, the defenders, they're trying to ping a long ball up, the cat, because who's up front? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. I think it, 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 there is a point there, isn't there? You know, yeah, if he's not up front, who who have we got? You know, you haven't got that long ball. Um, but on the same token, is Kane doing all that because he's seeing people not pulling the weight and going, "Well, I'm going to have to pull my finger out here and do." I, I, I don't. I don't think he trusts the players around him. No, he trusts Son. You oh, can yeah. see it. You, you know, yeah. they, them two have got a brilliant partnership. Even um, even him and Bill, you can see like there's some form of partnership forming. Yeah. But I, I think it's more your, your midfield, like your midfielders. He just doesn't trust the players that he's got behind him. So Kane has to track back because otherwise, who else is going to do the job? Yeah. I, I, I agree both. But I do think he's starting to get a little bit frustrating to watch him not be in positions where. I mean, even the other night, there was times when the ball was going into the box and there was nowhere near the box. And I'm mm. thinking, he's the bloody striker. He should be in there. He should be. But then at the same time, you've got to look at all the stuff he's offering the team and what he's doing. So you can't really criticise him. Um, I think if he's going to play like that, we need to play a different formation. We need to have uh, maybe Vinicius up there uh, or Mora or something like that playing up front mm. and playing even Kane Bale. just behind him. Even Bill playing like a Ronaldo type role and then Kidden playing a ten, mm. I, I think that could work. I really do, but um, it's difficult to criticize Kane in it because he does. So, I mean, there's only really him and Son and Bale have got a few, but they're the only people doing anything for us, aren't they? You can't. I don't yeah. know. You can't really use it to, as a stick to beating with. I don't think. Right, got another question from Rob Holt. It joked to COVID. And the fact Levy is tight as cramp, I can't see a big pot of money available to hope all this team. Would selling Harry be worth the short-term pain for the long-term gain? I hate to say it, but the more I think about it, I think it will happen and he will come back at the end of his career to get the record. Nah, not for me. I, I don't know how... You know, Levy's already on a... From Levy's point of view... He's already on a tightrope with the fans. You sell Harry Kane, I think you lose. You lose. You, you lose the fans. Everyone's going to turn. Like, regardless of whether we've got the money there or not, you sell. Arguably, you know the most successful striker in our recent history. You know what have we got? Yeah, there's a difference between the one the club wanting to sell him and, and Kane wanting to go in there. I think all yeah. Spurs fans had. Probably understand if you do want to go because don't look like he's getting championship med- premiership medals at Spurs, does it? Not unless something drastic happens. Yeah. I think with with Kane, if if he goes, I won't begrudge it. But all, all as Joe says, all the blame will be laid at Levy's feet. You know, his, his Levy's position is untenable now. I think. And even more so if Kane goes. If we if we don't win the League Cup final, 
I mean, even if we do win the League Cup final, but even if if we don't win the League Cup final, if we don't get top four, I don't think it's just Jose that's got to go. I think Levy needs to go. Um, I don't know. It depends on what on what basis. If it brings success to the team, then we haven't done it in twenty years, have we? If it's making, if it's building the club up to be one of the best in Europe, then he's probably done a great job. The problem is, does that ever trickle down into us having ambitions to buy the best players in the world, pay the biggest wages? I don't know. It's a, it's a real tough one, and it. I don't think it's just black and white. I think there's so much. Yeah, there's quite a lot of nuance. Yeah, there, there is. There is a real lot of nuance. Just want to see us be successful, though, because it's just it's just killing me that we've we've you always have great players, but we never have great teams, and it's, it's yeah. this puzzle that we're always trying to solve, and it seems like it's so easy for other teams to just do it. I don't want us to become the nearly men. You know, oh, you nearly won the Premier League. You nearly won the Champions League. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want that to be Tottenham's history. You know, I, I'd love to say that, you know, the Champions League final was a blip, but so far it's it's not. No. <laughs> no. Right. Next question is from Anna Elwood. If you could play in any game from the Spurs history, which would it be and which play would you replace? Um, for me, I I think I would uh, play Champions League final and I'd replace the circuit and I'd keep my arms well down. I was going to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same for me. I mean, two minutes into a game, not even two minutes, it was one minute 20 on it or something. Yeah. Killed us straight away. Do you know what, I... I'd go a little. Sorry, sorry to put in. Uh, I'd go a little different. It was the, it was the. I can't remember the exact season, but it was the game where Crouchy got sent off for handball. Uh, oh no, no, Crouch, Crouch was it? Crouchy scored the own goal. He he scored us into the Champions League the season before, and then against Man City the the next season. He scored the own goal or, or handball or something to send uh, Man City into the Champions League instead of us. I, that's I, I'd, I'd replace Crouchy in that game. Right. My answer to that question is because I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> it was my first visit to Anfield, stood in the cop, and we got beat 6 2. <laughs> oh, was that early 90s? 90. Yeah, 92, I think it was. Yeah, 92. All my mates are local fans, and they got me, they had a spare ticket and said, do you want to go? But you have to stand in the cop. Yeah, that was oh brutal. I was getting pushed and shoved around. God knows what was coming down my legs. I think it was pissing down, <laughs> um, down my leg or something, but that was brutal game. So that was, that's my answer. I'd never, yeah. You can't do it again, standing in the cop, but it was an experience. Hmm. Right, let's see what else we've got on questions. Right, Ben, on Twitter, Vinicius averages a goal involvement every 70 minutes across all competitions, but has played in just 168 minutes of Premier League football this season so far. What are your thoughts on his situation and future at the club at the reports and us not willing to pay the asking price? I don't think, I don't think um, we should buy him. 
I think I think we've got an option to loan him for the next season as well. Um, I think if it's on the same terms, so I believe Real Madrid, I think he's on 620 grand a week or something like that, I think. Um, and I think Real Madrid pay like 400 of that. Sorry, we're we talking Bale or Vinicius? You said Vinicius. Vinicius. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Bale. No, sorry. Vinicius, yeah. <laughs> In that case, um, <laughs> no, I don't think we should buy him. Money's going to be tight, as he said before. We're not going to have that money. What is it, 37 million or something? He's asking price. It won't be that now, obviously, but. Yeah. Why Why would you pay 37 million when you've got an English homegrown striker that's about to become a free agent at the end of the season in Danny Ings? How is he going to be free? As far as I know, he hasn't signed a new deal at Southampton. It's at the, it, it, his contract ends at the end of the season. I, I thought he was, I thought he had about 18 months left. Oh, there's that Millick as well, isn't there, that we was linked to? Um, I think, it, yeah, I can't see us spending the money on him. No. problem is, Danny, would Danny Hinks come to Spurs? I don't know. That's, that's Maybe. It's all right, so you know, you've got Sansonso to play, but they really want to come to Spurs, playing second fiddle. Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe. I, I think Ings would play a lot more than Vinicius would, though. Oh, massively. I, I think, you know, like, having having someone of, of Ings' quality, just even as a number two, uh, like, behind Harry, I think he'd get a lot more game time because it, there's there's a trust, that's, there's that trust yeah. there. Absolutely. You know, he's is, is, is a proven Premier League striker. He does, he, he, when on his day, he, he does it regularly for Southampton. Mm-hmm. So, why, you know... I think- I think if Jose was, or Jose as he likes to be called, uh, was here next season, I think that would probably be because he would trust him because, as you say, he's a proven Premier League striker. He's played in the Premier League for how many seasons now? Seven, eight, something like that. Maybe a little bit less. Um, You know, he, he knows what it's about. And I think he could be, I think he could be relied on as a, as a number two. Um, or sometimes playing with Kane, but I mean, going back to Vinicius, I think I think one of the reasons why we haven't seen him, even though he's been scoring goals in the uh, in like the cup competitions and stuff like that, I think one of the reasons why we haven't seen him, I think it's been made clear to Jose early on that we probably won't be buying him. Yeah, um, and I think because of that, Jose has gone well. I'm not going to be playing him. If we're not going to be buying him, why should I develop him? I'm not. I'm not going to be able to trust him, and I don't think that's the right outlook to have. I mean, if you've got a player there that you can use, use him, but get some Fernandez. Well, my argument on Vinicius would be well, just to save Kane from getting getting that ankle injury like he does every single season. Yeah. Uh, well, we've passed February now, so it'll be fine now. American American football seasons are there, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know it's going to be all right. All right, moving on to the next question from Kirsty Lake. I think the likes of Kane and Son are overworked and really need to rest up if we want to win the cup final. Just look at Son's injury last week. Do you all agree? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That was an easy one. <laughs> right, next question. Andy O'Donnell on Twitter. Not Spurs related, but what do you think about the squad numbers? I don't mean one to twenty-five. I mean having ninety-nine or Daphne on consecutive numbers should be squads 
numbers be one to thirty, or how many youth players you have? Yeah. So I've seen this in a lot of games where they have like seventy-seven on the back of the shirts and that. Yeah, well, it's just pandering to diva players, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you look at. I mean, I made a passing joke. But you look at the NFL. Uh, a lot of their numbers are end. You know, if you if you're going if you're a rookie going into um a like like a well-established team and and you've been wearing say the number ten shirt uh, all your like college and and high school career, you know if you've been wearing that shirt all you you have to earn that shirt. So to to me that's I, I think I think it should be the same rules in normal football. Have you have you like like you said your fringe players on like your your twenty to thirty sort of range, but then from that way downwards they're the shirts that you earn. You look at our number ten shirt and you look at how many good players over the years that have worn that. You know you need to earn the right to to to, to wear that shirt, and that that's that's how I've always looked at shirt numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see it in, in football, do you? You don't see one player taking another player's number because he's earned, he's earned it. And I think it should probably link to the position you're playing. Mm. I like the olden days. Yeah, I think it well, could. Uh, names on the back of the shirts. Whether, whether or not that causes more rifts within squads or what, I, I don't know. But um, I mean, yeah. they're, all, they're all competitors, aren't they? You know, they're all super competitive, or they should be super competitive people playing in. In you know a team in a team sport, mm. but you know having a competition between somebody in the same position as you, you know, and saying right, okay, you've got that, you've got the number this season, but next season I'm going to take it off you because I'm going to actually I'm going to play a blinder this season, and they're going to have to give me your number, you know, and then that maybe pushes both players on. Oh, look at yeah, look at the interview of that, uh, or like some some of the media stuff that Spurs put out when Bill uh, rejoined. One of the first comments he said is that it's weird seeing his name with a sing- with the number nine behind it. And then he, he, he said there was a story where like Van der Vaart had number 11 and this was before Van der Vaart left. And he, he, he went up to Van der Vaart and was just like, look, I want number 11. Can I have it? And, and Van der Vaart said, no, you've got to earn it. You know, you've got to earn it from me. And that- he? <laughs> <laughs> he did earn that shirt in the end. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's... Like I said, having that little competitive competitive edge within the squad. You know what I mean? Like, let's take who's our number three at the minute? It's um do we have a number three? Uh number three is regular, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, you, you know, like like we know Danny Rose has been cast aside, but Danny Rose was our number three for years. You know, if things would have gone differently, him, 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 and Reggie fighting for that number three shirt. You know what I mean? Like, like, could you imagine the amount of competition between the, the players themselves? Yeah. It don't have to be. It don't have to be nasty or, or malicious. It can just be a little bit of fun. But it, it's to me, it just it it brings out the passion of the players as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but that, I would, I would. I'd say a bit of healthy competition between players. I mean, not having them at each other's throats, but healthy competition is is a good thing in any yeah. team spot where you've got a squad that you need to use. Definitely, I agree hundred percent. Right. Next question is from Gizmo, but I think we covered this earlier on. Do you think Dunk 
from Brighton would be a good option for us. Established Premier League player. At the moment, that would be a good option for us. Whether it's just how much it cost though, with him being English and being one of Brighton's main players, I guess. Same with that thing, White and A's quality as well when he wants to be. I like that guy at Fulham, that Anderson guy. I think he looks quality. And he's only on loan there as well. well what's his team? I can't remember. I know that I, 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 the commentator was talking about that on is the, it a when we team? played them. I yeah, can't remember. Leon yeah, I think it's a French team. Yeah. It's not, yeah it's, it's I know it's not an English team. Yeah, he's yeah, on, on loan from Leon. Leon there, yeah. we, he's on Chelsea's books, one, not he? I don't know. I, I just think we need a centre half who's who's confident, he's got good judgment, um, powerful, not afraid to put it in. Just all the stuff that we haven't got now. Yeah, he, he had a he had a good game against us. He does look he does look like a solid player. Mm. Uh, I'd take him. But Dunk, I'd take Dunk as well. Just somebody that's yeah, the Premier League experience. I think homegrown is a benefit, but it's not, you know, the be all and end all. I think, um, especially if we were to get rid of uh, Dyer, for instance, for him or Sanchez, um, because you know they're both not classed as homegrown anyway. So you don't necessarily need to bring in a homegrown player. But... It's it, it's a point I've just thought about. I should have probably probably brought up earlier. But we've got arguably one of one of our greatest defenders, like of, like in our history. As part of our coaching staff, so you, you know, like, like anyone who's part of our defense, you've got Ledley King there. You know what I mean? You've got Led, Ledley King. So the, the fact that, to me, that that's an advertisement for any defender to want to come to us. It doesn't really mean anything to someone like Sanchez or Aurea, though, does it? It's no, the, it's not got the same thing. Like someone like. I don't know, someone like Dunk. I, I like the fact that the they come into spares and, and actually thinking about it very much like Doherty and that antenna well. But the, these aren't megastars who, who who are coming in saying I'm the you know the biggest thing at the club. These are really the, the players that have got heart and they want to get to the top and they've got grit and determination. And I think these are the players that we need. Determined players with with good quality defensive qualities, um, yeah, we just haven't got them, unfortunately. Right, moving on to the next question. This is from Scott. Our players look completely shattered and burnt out. We have a bigger squad now, but Jose doesn't seem to be willing to play the backup players like Vinny. Does this show Jose doesn't trust these players and is burnout an issue for us? Absolutely shows they didn't trust them yet, and, and you can see why because we get beat three 0 by Dinamo Zagreb. <laughs> that, that's that, that's the answer. You play these players, we lose yeah. we lose games. Yeah. So, and I, I, I think I've I've covered well. I already mentioned about why I think Vinny doesn't get picked or used as much. Um, I think that's because he, he he has shown to be he, you know he's been a good player for us when he has played. Um, but yeah, I think when if it when it comes to Vinny, yeah, definitely um, that's the issue. We're not going to buy him, so he don't want to be using him. But you know, our other fringe players, we we can't rest players because 
how how can you trust some of them players, you know, to, to go Just out there and a, do a job? On on a slight tangent, do do we think that Jose is well, we know he's arrogant, you know, like is is the special one. But do you think he's is self aware of his brand and, and like his who, who he is, and that's why he won't pick the the, the players that he doesn't trust because ultimately he's putting his name on that team sheet. You know, it, it's it's not just Tottenham's name that's at risk; it's Jose Mourinho's. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's ruined his name, hasn't he? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you out you out where you out where whether playing that player. Is going to get you the result, but they might get injured or they might be tired for the next match against potentially not winning that game by putting a reserve player in. It just wants to win games. I think that's it, just wants the best team out there because it gives them a better chance of winning the game. Mm. But it's, it's, yeah, it's not working at the moment for him. Unfortunately, unfortunately for us, I don't, I don't think he, he's going think... to be trying too hard into his, you know. What's he on? Of cash at home. What's he on? 15, 16 million a year? Well, it was more like 20, to be honest with you. But he's on a lot more money than I'll ever make in a lifetime in a year. So. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah but so is all year. <laughs> and I, I, I'd, go <laughs> after, I'd go after him first. Yeah. Him and Sissoko. God. Yeah. Move on. Right. Mm. Last, lastly, I did a quick poll before the podcast started on should we sell Kane and Son and invest the money back into the team? And 29 people voted no, and two people voted yes. Oh, where would we get someone as good, though, playing up top? We'd maybe sort the defence out, but then we'd have a problem with attack, wouldn't we? So it's My... My argument, in it really a football argument, would Levy put all that money that we get from Son and Kane back into the squad? Yeah, he's that. I don't think he would. I honestly don't think he'd put, what, you'd say easily 200 million for the pair of them, give or take. Uh, I don't think he'd put 200 million back into the squad. I really don't. Who could afford Who could afford him? That's yeah. that's my biggest. I mean, Son, you're probably looking around about 70, 80 million, I'd think. Something like that. Kane, you'd be looking 150. But who can afford it? I agree. Big major teams. No one's, I don't think any team's going to be paying 150 million for a player within the next couple of seasons. I just don't I, think it's going to happen anymore. I think there's maybe two teams that could afford him, afford Kane PSG and Man City. PSG and Man City, and that's it. PSG. I think Kane would be interested in from a personnel point of view, but not from the league. You know, nah. If he's gonna, if Kane's gonna go anywhere, I'd set myself sights higher than PSG. Yeah, and it's. I mean, PSG are not a bad team. It's just that the league that they're playing is not a very good league, and I think Kane would probably feel it would be below him. He'd probably want to go to Spain, something like that. Go to Spain or. Um, or stay in the Premier League and go to another team in the Premier League, but yeah. Oh well, that's not even worth thinking about, is it? Uh, no. Is that the end of the question section then, Simon? Yeah. All yeah. right, thanks for everyone. Yeah. Who, thanks for everyone who sent a question. That was brilliant. Um, so we're going to just finish quickly. Finish on the uh, predictions league, I think. Then Pete. Yeah. Uh, let me just get it up in here in front of me. 
So we've, uh, we've over the last week, I don't think we've had any uh, any changes really. Um, there was no correct score. Oh no, I think for the Arsenal game there was uh, there was one correct score. Um, nobody got any correct scores on Thursday. So I mean, we've got up or up at the top. Um, we've got joint first uh, on eight points. We've got Andy O'Donnell and Dan Lawrence. Um, we've got on six points, we've got uh, Steve Casey, Ben Bailey and uh, Lee Morton. Um, five points, we've got uh, Barry Thurkettle. We've got a few people on four points as well. We've got Ed Patchett, Richard McCoy and uh, Simon, you're on four points. Um, it's, it's quite t- uh, tight in, uh, in three points. Uh, me and Joe both got on, on three points. Um, we've got Ben Gearing, Darren Platts. Uh, Matt, you're on three points as well. Uh, we've got Megan, Isabel and uh, Laura Medcalf. And then um, we've got quite a fair few people on two points. But I think the uh, the people to try and catch at the moment is definitely Andy and Dan up at eight points. Um, yeah. It's a bit hard to predict scores at the moment. I think this is the maybe the third, fourth game now over the last few that we haven't had correct score predictions. Uh, Impossible. Hmm. I find it really difficult. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, right, let's predict the Aston Villa game because that, <laughs> that's tomorrow. Uh, we should probably end on that and, and how we see that game going. Joe, how do, you, how do you see the game going? It's going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. You know, we're, we're going to. I think they've got Grealish, by the way. I think he's injured. Again, they've they've got Watkins. You know, they've they've got options. So I can't see us coming away with a win, but I'm going to say one all. I, I can't see us coming away with anything more than a point. Simon, how do you see it going? To be honest, I ain't even thought about it. Are we are we at home or away at Villa? We're away. Um, to be honest, I fancy Villa. I think the way we are at the moment, it's not going to improve. And if we do win tomorrow, it's going to be, well, do we feel any better? Uh, do we, have we got a goal in us? Maybe get might get a free kick or a penalty. But I think Villa are just too good for us. So I'll go 3-1 Villa. I um I saw so, uh, some stats earlier. Uh, I think it's over the last nineteen meetings, um, we've beat Villa fifteen times. I think it worked out. At. Yeah, but oh, we haven't lost. We haven't lost fifteen times or something like that. Um, so <sighs> I think I think we'll probably beat them. Hmm? Didn't we get beat by them twice last season? Oh, I have I imagined that? Think- Ooh, were we in sure. championship last season? No, there was no, no, there was sure we struggled against them last season. Mm. I think there was quite a few draws in there, but we have beaten them quite a fair fair amount over the last few, the last you know numerous amount of meetings. Um, I think I'd probably go for a one nil, one one nil Spurs. I think it'll be you know nail biting hair pulling just mind-boggling stuff but I think we'll probably manage to keep a clean sheet and just nick one somewhere mm. somewhere on a counter 
Um, and that's it. I don't see the game being a good game to watch, unfortunately. Not for us Spurs fans, anyway. So you're going one nil. I I think the same as Joe. I think I'm really not looking forward to watching it. It's it's got to the stage now where I don't even want to watch Spurs anymore because it's too stressful. But I think it'll be one all. I think we'll look real leggy. Mm. Villa will be up for it. I'm hoping Lacelso plays a bit more because he looked really good the other night. Although um, it was in a in a poor game, but he, he looked quite good. One all, I'll say. But it's a shame because we definitely need the points. We need to start pushing up that table if we're top four in it. But I'll go one all. All right, fellas. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, This has been episode five. Um, I'm sure the next one will be a little bit more um, lighter in tone and we'll all be a bit happier. We might even be, I don't know, in the top four by then. So thanks uh, for coming on, everyone. Um, Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. The Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group.